0: At any given time, there are 85,000 people missing in this country, according to federal records. The National Institute of Justice has called it the nation's silent mass disaster. Why? Because it can ruin the lives of the families of the missing in so many ways, putting them in a legal and emotional limbo. Businessweek has an article this week entitled, The Lawyer Burying America's Living Dead. That lawyer is Thomas Asamo. He's founding partner of Asimo and Associates, and he joins us. Us now, Tom. Tell us about the slew of complications and questions when someone goes missing for years. Well, one of the
1: big problems that people have is they don't. First of all, they don't know where to turn. And when I first got uh, the first case of these, it, it kind of was a learning experience for for our law firm. You know, we've got four of us, and kind of we spitballed it as to what do you do, um, and we kind of came to the conclusion that. You're not going to be able to be Superman like the police or anything, but you can certainly get the court involved for folks so that they have the authority to deal with the assets that the missing person has left behind, whether it's a house, whether it's making sure that if they get fired from a job that they can deal with the COBRA stuff that comes with that, because they get fired because they didn't show up for work because they're missing, or 401K plans, pension plans, those sorts of things. The original case, it was kind of tough because they had two homes, one of one of which that had to be refinanced because it was on a balloon mortgage, and we had to act kind of quick. And so we had to go at first get a conservatorship over that person's assets, which was kind of a uh, cumbersome process. But then once we kind of sat down and said, "What really happened here?" Um, the lawyers in our firm started looking at the statutes and said, you know, I think we could probably overcome the five year presumption because it was less than I think less than three years, it was actually two years and change. And so then uh, Tom, take take us through it. what it takes in order when you go to to go to court. And what's the procedure for getting somebody declared to be dead so that their family can collect on all these things? In a weird sense, at least in arizona you've got to you know obviously in other places too you've got to prove a negative so subpoenas to the banks, subpoenas to credit card companies, subpoenas to credit um, services when you see the absence kind of the the shut off of any signs of life, you know think about it when you leave work today you're going to go to Starbucks, get a cup of coffee, swipe your card there's a record there you're going to be on uh you know, you're going to be on the cameras at the grocery store. You're going to be writing a check for whatever it is. You're going to go to dinner tonight and put a credit card down. The absence of those things show an amazing amount about people. The same thing with um, you know, what people do or don't do when they leave home. Every morning I get up, I put my wallet in my pocket. After I get out of the shower and I leave for work, a lot of these cases you have people where the car keys are on the counter, the car's in the driveway, um you kind of are basically being an archaeologist, but on a very, very specific scale.
0: Tell us um, a little bit about the case of Ignacio Jimenez.
1: So we had, had Ignacio. It's an interesting case to me because he had he has six children, has a wife. He had a great job with you know security clearance on a military base. So this is not, you know, somebody that nobody cares about. And his wife had come to me because their house was, uh, they needed to, she was, the house was in foreclosure. and She needed somebody to help her with the foreclosure on the house. And she didn't have the authority to do anything because her husband was missing. And it was almost too late. And so when she came to us, it eventually became too late to save that house. And I started looking at the police reports and started making phone calls and started realizing that the U.S. government helps Americans that are in danger abroad. And so the FBI had some jurisdiction there. So we were able to bring them into it. And they were incredibly helpful. The police department down in the city where she's at, I was able to interview all of the police officers there, look at the records from the Customs and Border Enforcement. And because Ignacio went down with another person, so there was two of them, you know, the chances of him just saying, you know, who needs you, I got Mexico, were a little bit less because he was with another person. That other person has never surfaced either. So when you kind of build the brick wall of that case, unfortunately, there's only one conclusion I think that's reasonable, and that's the conclusion that the judge reached. Um, The the outpouring for his family was something that was nothing we've ever seen at our firm because I must have gotten – twenty-five phone calls because it was around christmas that uh... it started getting a little bit of media here in phoenix and so we had a lot of people in the community here sending christmas gifts to our office to give to our client we had people offering to pay um some of the rent and some of the back issues that that our client had with respect to um, housing her family and we were able to help with that one of my other clients saw the the paper the story in the Arizona Republic and Arranged for a Thanksgiving dinner for the entire family and had it delivered from the grocery store down in Sierra Vista well in a case like this or or the other cases you handle you're talking about the things you have to prove and and how difficult it is what is what's the burden of proof here what do you have to show the judge so I've never done criminal work but that's beyond a reasonable doubt this is the standard of proof below that at least in Arizona which is clear and convincing evidence um, you know' Remember the law school professor that said, you know, when you see the crumbs on the mustache of the guy, you may not have ever seen the cookie, but you can kind of conclude that he ate a cookie. It's kind of that high as opposed to the, I saw it on videotape. And and there are cases that have come to us where you know that there's something not right, where I don't want to prove by clear and convincing evidence because they're trying to make something happen that didn't happen.
0: And. Have you come across any cases where the missing person was actually trying to hide their disappearance? Um, Fake
1: there
0: their was disappearance. A case
1: in, there was a case I think that was linked to the story that that uh, Felix Gillette had in Business Week, which talked about a Phoenix case from years and years and years ago. Um, and, and that's exactly what had happened. I think the guy had disappeared and came back 17 years later, 12 years later, something like that.
0: Well, it is a fascinating story, and it, it certainly will enlighten a lot of people about what you go through. It really is a long, long legal process. That's Thomas Asimo. He is a founding partner at Asimo and Associates. And if you want to read more, you can go to this week's Bloomberg Business Week to read about that story and what he's been doing. That's it for this edition of Bloomberg Law. We'll be back tomorrow at 1 p.m. Wall Street time. Thanks to our technical director, Chris Tricomi and our producer, David Sucherman. Bloomberg Markets with Carol Masser and Corey Johnson starts right now. In 15 seconds, Corey, what do you have?
1: Uh, we've got all kinds of stuff. We're going to take a look at markets, <laughs> of course. We've got the, the end of the quarter, so uh, the close today is actually going to be a relevant one as people are trying to sort of see what their numbers are like and maybe some last-minute trading to make the, uh, the numbers look good.
0: All right. Sounds great. Nice to have you both here in the studio with us. That's up next. Bloomberg Markets, Carol Master and Corey Johnson. Have a great weekend. This is Bloomberg.